Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Flight Sim Edge. My name is Griffin. It is March 4th, and I'm doing some bonus content because there's some information out there that I think that it's important for you guys to hear and your evaluation of things. Also, right here in front of me, the tapping sound you hear is my Logitech yoke. I have yet to unbox it. I wanted to do that as an experience with you guys. Of course, this is not any kind of new technology or new product or anything, but it's new to me and I wanted to uh, dig in it and take a good look at it and uh, give you my thoughts on it and share that with you just in case there are some out there that might be thinking and deciding between uh, the honeycomb yoke, which comes in at $250, uh, and that's on Newegg, believe it or not. We're going to talk about that in just a second. And, uh, and if you were to get a throttle quadrant with that, you could get a separate Logitech throttle quadrant for uh, around um, 60 bucks thereabouts. And or if you got the throttle quadrant that uh, that matched the honeycomb yoke, then you're talking about a $500 investment. And although that is the direction that I hope to move to, um, well, we'll see. I mean, I'm always of the adage, you know, if I'm having a great experience and I can't imagine the experience being that much more exponentially better than the experience I'm having now that I'm not going to spend money on it. But, you know, to say that the honeycomb yoke is is uh, um, is not better than this yoke is is just not factually true. It, it, it is a gorgeous and, and uh, high uh, quality, uh, high technologically advanced yoke. But I can't make a $500 investment. I can't make uh, a $300 investment. So for $169, which is, you know, not much more than going out to dinner with uh, with my family, um, I got a yoke and a throttle quadrant. It's going to be recognized out of the box by Microsoft Flight Simulator. And guess what, gang? I'm going to be able to fly. Episode 5 is coming up, but I really want that to be about the simulator. Um, so I wanted to uh, add this extra bonus content um, because, yes, I know I was going to do it between 5 and 6, but there are some things that have come up I want to talk to you guys about. Many of you might be thinking about a getting a NVIDIA 3060 because uh, they are available. And I want to talk to you about that. So we're going to cover a bunch of stuff. And uh, um, wheels up soon. I'll see you. All right, gang. I hope you have a beverage of your choice. And uh, you have a comfortable place to sit. I'm just kind of walking around. Um, I've done some augmentations to uh, my flight uh, area, otherwise known as my desk. <laughs> and uh, 
I'm just excited. I'm excited to dig into this box and, and talk to you guys all about it. And, um, but why interrupt the normal schedule? Normal. <laughs> yeah, right. Who are we fooling, right, guys? Why uh, have the bonus content? What's important? Well, I know that, uh, first of all, I want to say that from what I understand, the uh, New Edge Shuffle is back on. And that being the case, um, there are some NVIDIA products out there uh, in regards, available in regards to um, the 3060. And I wanted to give you guys the heads up. Ah. All right. The consensus of the NVIDIA 3060, and please understand, I do not say this as a fanboy. I really, really don't. Um, I'm proud. I'm always proud of the components that I put in my build. And so if this was an NVIDIA Intel system on my desk, you probably would see some Intel NVIDIA product uh, splish splash on the desk because that's sort of how I roll. But it's it's done in pride of what I've done. It's not done in pride of this is better than this product over here. Uh, if, if I have an MSI build, I'm proud of the fact that I have MSI components in the computer that's not my way of saying MSI is better than Gigabyte or MSI is better than uh, ASUS. It's that's not. I don't think of things in in those kinds of terms. I really, I really, really don't. Um, easy to say, but but true. So I'm giving you this information as it comes to me. Look, I want to tell you guys something. If the 3060 came in at MSRP somewhere between $300 and $400, because I've seen it floating all over the place, and that's the MSRP. Good luck getting it anywhere near that. And it was going to push the simulator and have allow for good experiences. I'd be happy. I want everyone to be able to sim. I'm not in a computer competition with any company, with any fan base, or with any other simmer. I want you guys to have the best flight simulation experience that your budget allows you to build or have pre-built. And I'm going to define that a little bit more too, because I kind of got ambiguous as the shows go on. Um, and I want to, I want to talk about uh, some of the things that I talked about in the last show. Um, and I did drop off what I was saying about uh, Coronado because my, my thoughts wandered. I will address the Coronado stuff in the next uh, in the next episode, which will be episode five. Which, uh, because of this bonus content coming out on Thursday, that's Thursday today. It's roughly around three twenty p.m. Eastern Standard Time in beautiful Tampa Bay, uh, while well, at Riverview, which is like three miles outside of Tampa Bay. But uh, anyway, um, I digress, and I'm good at that, and I still am. Um, 
uh, probably the show will come out closer to next weekend than uh, uh, somewhere near this weekend. So uh, keep keep that in mind. Um, we are going to have a, a good program on this bonus content. It's going to exceed an hour, I can tell you that. Uh, I don't know if it'll quite get to two hours. Probably with the inboxing, it, it may. But I wanted to tell you guys um, and talk to you guys about uh, what NVIDIA is doing. Um, and pros and cons and here forth and so forth. All right. Now, we're talking about the RTX 3060. Um, and there's supposed to be an RTX 3060 Ti as well. I haven't seen the TI tested um, in any way in, in, in regards to anything, but especially Microsoft Flight Simulator. I have seen the 3060 tested in Microsoft Flight Simulator. And the specs show that in 1080p, which I think if you've listened to my show and you've done your own research and you've come to your own conclusions outside of budget constraints, 1440p is the sweet spot. You're going to get your best visuals bang for your buck in 1440p. 1080p is becoming more and more and more CPU bound, which means the graphics card is not able to stretch its legs and make uh, the flight simulator work for you. Push, what I like to call push the simulator. Um, so in 1080p, the 3060, okay, gang, is getting less than 60 frames per second on average between 45 and 55 frames per second. That's in 1080p. If you're building a 1440p system, in other words, your visuals are going to be wrapped around and encased and embowed in a 1440p monitor, the 3060 is not going to push that simulator. It's not going to make it happen. You are not going to have a good experience. But Griffin, the 3060 is a 1440p card. It's designed for games in 1440p. We are not talking about games. We are talking about simulation. And you've heard other simulators say this before. You've heard even game reviewers say, look, simulators are not games. Even Jay's Two Cents says, you know, you can't, you want to judge if your computer is high end, what does it do in Microsoft Flight Simulator? Don't worry about Cyberpunk. Don't worry about Crisis. What does it do in Flight Simulator? Because Flight Simulation is a different experience, even when it comes to racing simulations. 
because racing simulations, as demanding as those are, it is a set track. You're going around a track that is pre-programmed. The software knows where you're going to go. The minute you leave the starting line, it knows the trajectory and possible trajectories, whether you crash into a wall or end up in the middle of the gravel pit or whatever. It knows everywhere you're going to go. The minute you load that track in. A flight simulator doesn't. It's updating the data as you decide where you want to fly. If you want to deviate from your pre-programmed uh, um, flight, you can. You can go anywhere in the world. It tells you that when, when, when the program's loading on the screen, does it not? So it's a different experience that requires different computations that far and exceed those that are in a video game, a standard game. Even a game that has open world architecture, like an RPG where you can wander around and go anywhere you want. The world is pre-programmed. It has predefined boundaries that are set by the coders. It's not any bigger than this. It's not any bigger than that. The longitude and latitude can't exceed this or that or there or here. And so it it is a different, different experience. So yes, the 3060, I'm saying yes, just based on what people say, might do very well in other titles in 1440p, but in Flight Simulator, Microsoft Flight Simulator, you can't crest 60 frames per second in 1080p. What does that mean in 1440p? It's not good. You're going to make a lot of graphic um, compromises just to exceed 30 frames, especially in a large metropolitan area or a place that has complex topography. So, the bad news is NVIDIA is not creating a product right now. Regardless of the hype, regardless of all of that stuff, keep in mind this card, a lot of game reviewers say this card, uh, and I believe Paul's Hardware says this. I could be wrong, though. Um. But there are there are several that the performance level outside of ray tracing, and we've talked all about that. Okay, outside of ray tracing, this card is maybe ten percent better than a twenty sixty. Are you going to pay five? 550, assuming that you worked with 
somebody that's selling the card individually and, and we're able to eke out that price, are you going to pay $550 for a card that is 10% better than a 2060? The 3060 is not going to push your rig in 1440p to be able to do uh, or have a good experience in Microsoft Flight Simulator. Now, Xbox, uh, X, let's do it. X-Plane 11, um, yeah, it, it, it'll probably, it'll probably do okay. Um, as even in X-Plane 11 though, if you put on a lot of scenery and you have a lot of detail and you're flying a study level airframe, even that might struggle in 1440p. If you're stuck, okay, in 1080p, and you can't exceed beyond that, I still wouldn't get a 3060. Why? Because what we have, what, what I try to have the atmosphere of our audience is that we're always striving, okay, to get to the best simulation experience possible, it, even if it means having to wait for a future date. And that card is not going to do well. NVIDIA put um, mining blocks on that card. And a lot of people um, are mining to offset the cost of their GPU and or their rig. There's a lot of... Uh, um, people that are mining because, uh, and there's a, a website that makes mining, there's a couple of websites, I believe, that make mining very simple, a very kind of point and click. Go to Tech Deals, he gives you a primer on it. Go back and, and look at some of his streams that are, you know, from today back, um, you know, uh, like uh, maybe a week back from today, I should say. And he talks about um, these websites that basically you, they're automatic. You, they will pick the, the currency that's currently giving you the, the best uh, profitability um, that's available. It will tell you how much money um, you will make in U.S. dollars running your system um, in a mining configuration. And you don't have to do any special hardware or anything. You sign up to these uh, uh, websites and they'll show you what you will net gain um, if you mine, you know, how, and based on how many hours you're mine. Um, they even uh, factor in your electrical cost, you know, the, all that stuff. It's, it's, it's really easy and, you know, you can game on your card and you can you do um, productivity on your card. And then when, it's, when you're not doing those things, you can have your card mining for you and it'll show you what the profitability, if there is one, um, 
uh, is in that. And, um, you know, there are cards out there that are making, uh, you know, two or three dollars a day. And you time that times 365 days, right? You say, uh, I'm, my card's going to mine for 16 hours, 365 days. And you figure out how much that is. And guess what? After a year, you've paid for your graphics card. You will not be able, however, to do that with the 3060. So if that is a solution that you were thinking about, again, you can't do that with the 3060. NVIDIA has put inhibitors uh, built in on that card. And a lot of people are saying, well, that's good. That means the miners won't buy them up. That's, that's not necessarily so. Um, the big mining organizations, I don't mean the individual miners like you, I don't mine, uh, and I don't configure mining in, in, in any way in, you know, I'm going to buy this versus that. But I'm saying if you were planning on doing that, you can't do that. But mining organizations, they have people on retainer that can change the BIOS and even the firmware on those cards. And they can make those cards mine. There's a, you know, that's what seems to be what people are saying. The average person can't do it, but these big mining firms can. And NVIDIA has come out with cards that are designed for miners, meaning that there's no video outputs on the cards. There's no reason why anyone that wasn't going to mine would buy these cards. Well, that's great. Now miners got a card that they can buy, but that's not great because miners aren't going to buy those cards. Well, why not, Griff? They're half the price. That's what I've heard. Okay. So you have a video card and you've got to spend $1,000 to get that card. And it's a video card and you can mine with that video card. And then there's the new NVIDIA cards that are made for mining. And you can't use them as a video card. You can't game on them. You can't access the internet on them. You can't use them as a video solution in any way. And those, let's say dollar per dollar, it makes uh, the same kind of money that a thousand dollar graphics card would would make and it's selling for $500, okay? But, well, that seems like a good solution, but miners look at every aspect. They are not two-dimensional. They are three-dimensional. And this is even more true if you're talking about 30 or 40 or 50 cards. When the mining craze ends, and it's secular, and it will. I don't know when that is. I don't think it's for a while. I've said that on this podcast, and I believe that to be so. But when it ends, the miners can recoup their losses or recoup their investment, I should say, on video cards by selling it out on the market. So you have a $1,000 card. The mining craze ends. You don't need... 20 cards. So you sell them. 
and you sell them for $700 a piece. What is your net loss on that car? This is not talking about the money that the card has made. We're just talking about the investment of the card itself. Your net loss is $300. That's still $200 more than if you bought a $500 mining card that you can't sell. No gamer's going to buy it. And no miner's going to buy it because the mining craze is over. And if everyone bought these mining cards, they would be flooding the market. What would you get for it? 20 bucks, 50 bucks? So I don't think miners are going to go for the bait. I don't think they're going to do it. Now, NVIDIA says the silicon that's used in mining cards um, are, is not silicon that would be used towards video cards. That seems to be debated. There are some that accept that as truth. But there are um, game reviewers and tech tubers, um, uh, good old gamer being one of them, and I think uh, a graphically challenged is another one, um, says that, that, that that's not so. They know how a lot more about silicon batches and how silicon is is bought and divided and how one silicon wafer is used for this card and that card and they say that the reality is that that's not so that there's only so much silicon there's only so much wafers that can be produced and if they're producing these wafers they can't be producing graphics cards because there's just not the manufacturing capabilities to to do everything so if if they're doing a they can't do b and if they're doing b they can't do a so i don't really see the advantage of the mining cards if i was a miner i wouldn't buy these cards i would buy a video card in the hopes that i could get a percentage of that card back when I resell it. And this was true um, in the mining craze uh, that happened in 2017-2018. Um, they sold those video cards and, 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 and were able to sell them. Yes, at a, at a reduced price compared to what they bought them at. But if you got a card, you spend $1,000 for it, it makes $5,000, and then you sell the card and you get $700 for your card, that all adds up and it becomes part of the uh, financial strategy, right, of that mining operation. A part that you're not going, that is a net loss the minute you buy it is not going to be attractive. You can put it in other terms. If you, let's say you're a contractor and you can buy a, a, a cheap truck 
that's only going to last for three years and it's going to break down and you can't sell it. And you can't sell it for parts because the parts are all ragged out. This is just a hypothetical. Okay. And you bought that car truck for $5,000 and it's a net loss. Boom. Right off the bat. You're going to run that truck for three years. You're going to run it to its dead and you're going to take it to the junk heap. Or, or, you could spend $7,000 on a truck and know that you're going to get three dollars or $4,000 back if you sold that truck in three years. What would you do? You'd buy the $7,000 truck. You're going to sell it for $3,000. That's $1,000 more than the loss on the cheaper truck. So um, I don't think NVIDIA's solution to mining is, is sound. Um, maybe they're doing it to look good. Um, I don't know, but uh, in any case, um, when these mining cards come out, I don't think you're going to suddenly see graphics cards available on the market in, in some sort of large capacity. So that's just my thoughts on the situation there. So the reason why I went early on this show, which makes it a, it's going to be bonus two. Um, it's the second bonus show of the, of the uh, second season is because with all the talk of the 3060, if you didn't do a lot of research and not everybody out there has the time to do the research and you were to listen to the hype and you listen to people say, this is a good 1440p gaming card. I didn't want you guys to think that that meant that you were going to be able to use it in 1440p in the simulator. Not after I looked at the specs and looked at the reviews. And I knew that it was going to take me a while to do that. So, um... I wasn't discouraging or encouraging you to buy this card until I knew more about it, and I do. But all is not lost. Ooh, my voice just squeaked there. Um, all is not lost because, and again, this has nothing to do with being a fanboy. It's just uh, the reality of the situation. As it turns out, Radeon, which is AMD, is coming out with a 6070XT card. So I have a 6080XT card. Now, let me tell you guys something. The frame rates that I told you before were way off. I did not have the latest driver set. I did not have the latest soft version of Adrenaline loaded. 
And so getting the drivers up to date, getting and uh, um, the adrenaline, which is like NVIDIA experience, it's the software that kind of, and it's really cool. I think it's it's way better than, in my opinion, it's way better than NVIDIA experience. And I, and I, I thought that was a great program and I still think it's a good program, but there's certain technical aspects of adrenaline that that make it in my opinion superior because it will tailor itself to the game uh, i think nvidia experience does that too but it the information that it gives you about what your card is doing while running that particular game is amazing it gets down to the nitty-gritty and you can really see what your card is doing. But now that I have all the proper drivers loaded, and understand I'm new to AMD, I'm new to Radeon, especially modern AMD like Ryzen and, and whatnot. Um, <coughs> so there is a learning curve going on um, with me and um having all of that set up my frame rates now okay are between 85 and 140. you heard me Correct. My averages. Now, keep in mind, all I'm doing is loading different aircraft on the ground at different airports. So it's hard to take an average and 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 say that that's going to be your average. But spending the time at municipal airports and spending the time loading it in major airports like LAX and LaGuardia and, and all of that. Um, my average was 110 frames per second. Now that's all going to change when I fly. I know that. I'm not naive enough to not to not know that that is a strong possibility if not an absolute certainty and we'll talk about those specs as i fly more and more and more but i do have to tell you that the simulator runs much better now i know there's been updates and patches and i can't say that that's not true because of those things. But you just sort of get, it's like a feeling that it just is much more stable. That was my hypothesis when I started this build. And when I say start, I mean, just write a list of parts down on a piece of paper. But it is every time I open the simulator and do something in the simulator.
that hypothesis becomes a reality more and more and more. So my original statement that the least card I would endorse you guys getting and match it up to prices and match it up to what motherboard you have and CPU and chipset and all of that stuff. This is just general. I would not go less than a 2080 Ti. In general, this card, the more research I do on it, seems to spec out somewhere between a 3080 and a 3090. Solidly in between there, in most cases, right up to a 3090 in many cases, rarely comparable to a 3080. But I suspect that if you took a mean average, and that's as much as a as a uh, a term in economics as it is in science, let alone mathematics, it it it's probably somewhere in the realm of two thirds towards a thirty ninety, never less than a 3080. So the 3080 would be your baseline, the 3090 would be your top line. My card would be two thirds up towards the 3090. That's what I suspect that it is. But there are some titles. Titles that aren't specifically written for NVIDIA's graphic solution known as ray tracing. Let me put that huge caveat out there. And it is a huge caveat because that's what it is. Go back in my previous shows. If you're new to the program, welcome. Go back in my previous show where I explain what PBR is, how that is in fact ray tracing. When you see the light bloom come through the hangar doors on your airplane of your choice, it's sitting there and the stream of light is coming through as the hangar door opens or closes and reflects off the, the chrome uh, nose cone of your prop. Or your plane is parked out in parking and you can see a reflection of the sky off off your wing or your windshield, that's ray tracing. All right. So let's talk about Newegg. As of yesterday, 
Um, and we can go on Newegg right now and see what's what. Uh, um, I'll do that. Let me do that. Here we are, Newegg, official site. Um, let me put in flight, yoke, enter. Um, yes, the honeycomb yoke is $249.99 with free shipping in, uh, I guess, I don't know, uh, the United States or North America, something of that nature. Um, they do have the Logitech G Satec Pro Flight Yoke System, okay, because Logitech bought out Satec and so that's why it's got that convoluted name. They have a $10 off with promo code, and they give the promo code, limited offer, okay, $169 even, and the sale ends in two days, and that is also free shipping. So what's going on? Why, why were you so intense of taking us to the, uh, the other website? Um, What, what was that called? Supporties Pilot Shop. Okay. Uh, 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 website. Um, let's see. Keep in mind, they don't have uh, free shipping on, on here. Um, it's also $249.99. And the Logitech G Satec, which they have in parentheses, uh, is $169.99. So it's a dollar more here, and you got to pay for shipping. So what's going on? What's happening? What I noticed about Newegg and they have some sort of um, diagnostic kind of software running is that it reflects what's available by other markets in the sense that, um, let me go back to Newegg. Like for instance, if we put, uh, Um, Corsair, um, PSU, and we go down to the RM850X, uh, it's $198.95. Why is that? It was selling for $135 before because Best Buy was selling them for $135 before. So let me give you a, a, a theory, a scenario, because all of a sudden, what was five, exceeding $500 is now uh, $249. I think that we made enough traffic to Sporty's Pilot Shop and enough people went looking at the flight yoke 
that if you have an account for Newegg or even go to Newegg on a regular basis, it picked up on that and its bots dropped the price to match the Sporty's Pilot Shop. Because Best Buy is now out. The only place that I saw um, as of yesterday in preparation for the show, I went to Best Buy to look for that PSU, the Corsair RM850X, which um, I told you guys, if you got a Best Buy in your area, go buy it for $135. That's a great price on this power supply unit um, because this power supply unit is just an amazing power supply unit and and uh, it um, uh, you know it's 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 a great buy so um, the only place that has it they have it for $159. It's in Lakeland, which is 22 miles away from my location. And that is the store demo. There's one left and it's the store demo. And they had it on sale for $20 more than they had it on before. Which means it's not available at Best Buy anymore for all intents and purposes. And because it's not available at Best Buy for $135, we talked about how that was, and you couldn't buy it online. That was a blowout. They wanted people to go into the store and look at other things that were available. And and uh, and I even, we even joked about and warned, warned you about that. Don't go looking at other stuff. Um, that's why they had it at that price and that's why you had to go to the location to be able to buy it and uh um i mean technically you didn't even have to go into the store it was available at curb curbside but the point was you had to go to the store to get it you had to go to that location even if you got the curbside sale of it i believe that it was still um available at the curbside uh, deal. Um, once that wasn't available at that price anymore, then boom, Newegg sold it at their normal price that they sell that power supply, which for all intents and purposes is $200. They have the white version on sale for $159. If you were still trying to get that power supply and you miss the Best Buy sale, or you don't have a Best Buy in your area, get the white one. Um, most decent cases have a power PSU shroud. So even if you have a black build, or 90% of your components in your uh, uh, rig is black, you're not going to see the white power supply. It's going to be tucked away in the shroud and the fact that it's white is not going to matter. Now, if it will, if you don't have a power supply shroud and the white's just going to look awful in your build and you don't like the aesthetic of it, I understand you not buying it. 
but uh, you know they got the white on sale for 159. That's often higher than 200 dollars because it's so sought after. But white's becoming very, very popular. White cases are selling like hotcakes, and uh, a lot of people are doing white builds, and uh, um, so they have it uh, at 159.99 um, for uh, you know for right now. Who knows what that's going to be? Chances are that means that somebody else is selling the white power supply units at that price some store or some other location or whatever the case uh, may be. Um, but that's why I think the new egg yoke is on sale for $249. I, I hate to be a, I'm not bragging for myself. I'm bragging about you guys. Um, I think we did that. Because the day before I made that announcement, the day of I made that announcement about Sporty's Pilot Shop having it for $249, that flight yoke was $550. I think it was $548. You can go back in the previous show and, and see. And so, um, you know, I think that's why it's at that price. Because a location that I don't know what triggers the bot. Maybe it's 10 people that have that uh, go to Newegg frequently or have a Newegg account. They go to uh, to um, Sporty's Pilot Shop They and they're looking at the yoke or maybe they purchased the yoke. Maybe enough of you guys purchased the yoke at 249 that their bots were triggered and they have the flight yoke at Newegg for $249. And um, that's essentially a $10, this, well, it's 11 because it's, uh, uh, I think it's 249 even. Uh, let me put it back in again. Flight yoke. Is so beautiful, and then uh, no, it's two forty nine ninety nine. The 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 Logitech, um, Saytech Pro Yoke system is one hundred and sixty nine even, and you get it for one hundred and fifty nine with the promo code that wasn't available when I purchased it, and um, so that's going to be one hundred and fifty nine dollars free shipping. Compared to Sporty's Pilot Shop, that's going to be a savings of over $20. So that's significant. Indeed. So to go back to what I was saying before, Radeon and AMD is coming out with a 6070 uh, XT card. And if you were to look at the specs on my card, I think the specs on a 6070, and this is just sort of, you know, um, shooting in the dark here, but just kind of making a, a guess, you're going to get frame rates between, on that card, somewhere between 60 and 80 
depending on your settings and density of the, you know, photogrammetry and all that stuff of where you're at, probably you're going to be hovering around 75 frames per second. That is a really good experience. And if you could get that card somewhere between 500 and 600, pair it with, and I would pair it with a Ryzen, but pair it with an 8-core, 16-thread CPU. That, that's a really good solution at a really good price. So, well, Griffin, is that a budget build? That phrase is used a lot. Do I consider my computer a budget build? I do, in the sense that I have $25, uh, $25 fans, not $25 a piece, $25 for a set of three. And a less than $50 CPU air cooler. In a $100 case. Yes, I have a 58, uh, a Ryzen 5800X, which is the 8-core 16-thread. It's not the 56, because that's a 6-core 12-thread, and I've given you my whole philosophy why I don't think that's a, the best idea. So it's not budget. I mean, my motherboard was less than 150. It happens to be the best micro ATX motherboard that's available. Now there is an Asus uh, micro ATX board that's going to come out and it's supposed to have good specs and I believe that uh, it's going to be an X570 board. I'm not sure. And I don't know how it pairs up but my motherboard, when it comes to the VRMs, the power deliveries, the, 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 the ability to stay cool and deliver steady power to the CPU, it's the best micro ATX board on the market. That and uh, the MSI Mortar and the MSI Mortar Wi-Fi edition because the VRMs uh, setups are exact, is exactly the same. Now, there's some... Features, you know, that uh, other boards have better features. Mainly they have more um, USB connections. That's really the only feature that I saw that was that much better. It has the uh, flashback function with the button on the board. My board out of the box came granted with a very simple, very crude um, BIOS, but it recognized my chip out of the box. And then I was able to do a, a BIOS update on it. And um, it has all the, the, the modern features and configurations that a uh, that's available. Sorry about that.
So um, it's a it's a very good motherboard, and I got it for one hundred and fifty dollars. I don't want to go back into pricing everything again. Look it up if you want to know the price of it. I don't know if it's still at $150, but I was able to get it at that price. It was sort of a Black Friday-ish kind of price. So it might be a little bit more or it might even be less. There's no telling in today's market. But a motherboard that's $150, a case that's under $100, that's a high airflow case, Three addressable RGB fans that are whisper quiet and are doing a phenomenal job keeping the motherboard cool and the graphics card cool and the CPU cool. And a CPU Tower 8 cooler, air cooler, which is the uh, ID cooling SE340, I believe. Uh, ARGB340. Uh, um, that's a budget build. So you can buy high-end components and still have a budget build. There's some great high airflow cases that are in the 60 to $80 range with all the RGB bling and everything else. So if you're able to get a Radeon 6070 for around the $500-ish Mark, I think the MSRP is going to be somewhere between 300 and 400. So if you can do social engineering, hook up to, to your local computer parts store and, you know, get it for 100 $150 more or even better, do the new egg shuffle, do that every day. You know, take a few minutes out of your work day and check, you know, whatever. It happens in the morning, I believe at 10 o'clock in the morning, if I'm not mistaken. And Newegg sells that at MSRP. And the MSRP is, is let's say it's 400 or 450. Wow. And that's gonna be a computer that's going to push our simulator for a long time. Let me go over a scenario with you guys. We are in the last minute of the first hour and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start the next hour and I will see you guys on the flip side and we'll do the unboxing for the Logitech uh, flight yoke, I promise. So uh, see you in a little bit. Okay, I, on the flip side, and it's actually uh, a few hours since um, <clears throat> the the last broadcast ended. I got to tell you, I did a 34-minute segment that included the unboxing, and um, I didn't know it at the time. And I, I'm just 
new with all this audio stuff. I do so apologize. The plastic unwrapping of the yoke was so loud. It was, it was, there's no way that I could publish it. It, it just was absolutely crazy. So this is post unboxing, but I'm going to tell you uh, about my unboxing in a minute. I wanted to tell you guys a scenario. So um, I'm going to give you a full scenario uh, in regards to this build and or a similar build and what its lifespan could possibly be within Microsoft Flight Simulator. Hold on just a minute. So I felt bad because I promised you I'd do the unboxing. I, I did record it, but the plastic, I don't know why. It wasn't like I had the phone right up next to the plastic. I was just unwrapping all the components in the box were wrapped in, in plastic. The, 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 uh, the, the quality of the, uh, the way everything is packed in the boxes is done very well. It has these, uh, well, I'll tell you all about it in a minute. But, um, I wanted to finally do this, and this sort of wraps up the whole hardware aspect as far as my build goes, and then, but we'll continue to talk about hardware as it becomes release in relation to what your possible builds will be. Excuse me, hold on. So, I didn't pay MSRP for any component. I want to tell you right now, I'm, uh, I want to tell you guys right the hell now. I discovered it by accident. The, the CPUs are becoming available. And don't be fooled, you gotta look, 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 look. The, uh, why am I there? On bhphotovideo.com, www.bhphotovideo.com, you might not have ever heard of it. I've bought uh, several components from there. They are excellent. They have the AMD Ryzen 7 5800X CPU chip at MSRP. I mean, real MSRP. It's in stock at $449.99. And they even have a thing with their credit card that, uh, you know, if you want to do some sort of financing thing, it's $75 a month. I don't suggest you do that, but I'm just letting you know that it's a, $449.99. I will tell you right now, that's $100 cheaper than what I got it at. I'm sorry, $50 cheaper than what I got it at. I bought it from a friend of mine that had connections and was able to get it, and I gave him a $50 tip for, for, for being able to do that for me. So I didn't pay MSRP on any major component. I've added everything up. And my entire build. Now think of today's prices. Think of scalpers. Think of miners. Think of whatever the hell you want to think about. <laughs> My entire build, including a 27-inch curved monitor by Asus that is FreeSync Premium 
440p running at 165 hertz overclocked, 150% RGB capable, motion blur, every kind of bell and whistle you can imagine, except for a place to hang up my headphones, I noticed last night. Anyway, the entire build is was from scratch. There was nothing that came from my other PC unit. Okay. I will hook up my two and a half hard drive that was connected to that at some point in time, but I'm not including that into the price of anything. $2,156. And that's in today's environment. Scratching and crawling for two months to get everything that I had to get. The original MSRP on my graphics card is around $700. I paid $900 for that, $200 over MSRP. $2,156. I keep looking back over my shoulder at my monitor because it's, it's, it's almost hard to believe. And I got the receipts to prove it, ladies and gentlemen, my beautiful, beautiful simmers. <clears throat> For a PC that is going to push this simulator, it's going to do everything I needed to do for business productivity. That's the main reason why I needed a PC because my PC was down and the kind of research and the kind of analytical work and the kind of AI work that I do, there is no way that I could do it on my daughter's Chromebook and her and my younger's daughter, uh, Windows 7 <laughs> laptop. It's just not gonna happen. Try to find that right now in today's environment with a pre-built, when I say pre-built, I'm not talking the, the, the pre-assembled by Newegg. And we're going to get into that. If you find a similar build and you're like, oh, well, this, I found one that's similar to Griffin's, and you may, ask yourself this, does that come with a $350 monitor? <laughs> All right. Maybe that was a little bit of bragging. But what that bragging is meant to bestow on you is that it can be done. I am not a tech tuber. This show is not spot. If you're new here, this show is not sponsored in any way. I don't get one stitch of hardware from any company in any way. 
I have cable extensions. This isn't just a, a bare bones build. It's cable extensions. It looks, it's clean. It's beautiful. I have other little modifications on there too that I paid for. That included a new mouse. That it included a mouse pad. The only thing that it didn't include was the yoke. That, that, the, the price of the, the, the yoke that I just got and unboxed is, is not included in that $2,156 price. So let me, let me say that. Okay. Because of the ambiguity, Newegg, when I say pre-built by Newegg, we're going to use the term pre-assembled because that is all components that you pick. It's not a compromise like if you got an Alienware or if you got an iBuyPower or any of those things. You're picking the components and they're putting it together. And they're assembling it. So that is different. You're picking the power supply. You're picking the motherboard. You're picking the uh, storage solution, your M.2. You're picking your RAM kit, the exact RAM kit. You know the speed of that RAM kit, the capacity of that RAM kit, the latency of that RAM kit, whether it's a 2DEM kit or a 4DEM kit. So when I'm talking about the Newegg pre-built, let's just call it pre-assembled because it's not like other pre-built systems. There's another company, um, there's uh, uh, Part Picker, but in my opinion, Part Picker is limited. Its cases are limited when it comes to budget stuff. It's very limited. Like you can get the PC cooler fans from Newegg. You can get, I think on, on Amazon had them a little bit cheaper. Newegg has them for $29.99. Four addressable RGB fans that are death silent, push air like nobody's business. Three fans with a splitter. So you're only taking up one RGB header and you're only taking up one fan header. All of that included, and a separate controller if you didn't want to use the software, but I talked about how the software is just so much better than those little dinky controller units. All of those, all of that for $29, under 30 bucks. That's cheaper than one Corsair addressable RGB fan. And the build quality and the air movement and the um, quality of the RGB is just as good.
and that cooler, I, 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 I think I gave the wrong designation for the cooler for the tower cooler. It's ID Cooling SE two thirty four. There's a two twenty four that doesn't have the addressable RGB in the special little uh, face plate that has RGB effects to it. That's about ten dollars cheaper. For under 50 bucks. I don't know if Newegg has that. I didn't check it. I did check on the PC cooling fans. So the scenario. So what's the scenario? The scenario. Right now. On BH. They have the Ryzen. For MSRP. $449.99. That's 50 bucks cheaper than what I paid for. And I had to pay for the postage because I wasn't going to have them pay for the postage, which was like eight or nine bucks. So <clears throat> this is becoming very doable. If you paired that with the new Radeon card and were able to get on the shuffle and get it for MSRP, or even if you paid 150 bucks more, let's say you got it for 650. You got your RGB. What am I saying? Whew. You have your CPU. And your GPU for just over a thousand bucks. And you're going to have a rig that's going to be eight cores, 16 threads. That's what the Xbox Series X has right now. Patiently waiting for Microsoft Flight Simulator to come out with a with that version that it's going to run. Well, Griffin, are you sure they're going to come? If Honeycomb, and I forget, I don't know what the parent company is. If the people that design and make and produce and sell Honeycomb Flight Yoke is making a Xbox Series X version of that yoke. Well, I don't know if it's that exact yoke. They are making, they are research and development. They are tool and dime right now as we speak. They are getting to manufacture because it's going to be available according to them on the release date of Microsoft Flight Simulator. There's going to be a Microsoft Flight Simulator that's Xbox Series X. And it's going to have a honeycomb yoke that's going to be available for it. People, I am not exaggerating when I'm telling you. 
that an Xbox Series X is an AMD computer rig that's eight cores, 16 threads. It's not as powerful as an eight core, 16 thread AMD computer. It's not as powerful as, as that. But that's what it is. It's a proprietary version thereof. Well, if it's not as powerful, then how is it going to push Microsoft Flight Simulator? Because you just heard me say the word, prepared, pre proprietary. Designing a program for a uh, for a game console is much easier than for a PC. Why? Because you don't have to worry about any components. You know exactly what's in it. And you can maximize what's in there to the best of the advantage. And that's why you see a lot of games that look really, really good on a console. And if you compare them to a PC that's even a year or a year and a half old, it's comparable or better. To a, I'm sorry, to a computer that's a year or a year and a half old, it's even better. Because they can take advantage of that preparatory technology and maximize it. Microsoft Flight Simulator is going to look pretty damn good on the Xbox Series X. And you don't want a computer when they start doing the updates to take advantage of those eight cores. You don't want a PC rig, especially a new one that has less cores than an Xbox Series X. It's just like tech and tech deal said, do you want your new computer to have less computing power than an Xbox Series X? I don't. Everyone's talking about, oh, don't get the Ryzen 7. Don't get the 5800 XT. If you're going to do that, get the 5900. Well, that's $150 more if you can find it. $150 is my fans, my tower cooler, um, and a few other things. Right now on Newegg, you can get, yes, you can get my case. I think I saw it for 169. I got it less than 150. I want to say it was around 135. I just put 150 in my math because I wasn't sure what it was, but it was, it was less than $150. It was, I, I bought, I got a couple of things on the Black Friday time around that time and they, they, they were marked down. But you can get the Cooler Master if you're doing a micro ATX build, because like me, you're limited in space. It's a high airflow case. 
mesh front, RGB glass panel. with the PSU shroud for 75 bucks. You get that case, you get the 6700 XT graphics card, you get the $549 PS Ryzen PSU, you get the Mortar 550 motherboard. It's the only one I would get because of the VRM. If you really want extra features, the Asus Tough uh, has an, a micro ATX board that has a uh, few extra features, but was um, about 5 or 10% higher in temps on their VRM. For a few extra, you everyone's like, well, I like this. When you listen to the tech tubers, they're, sometimes they're so stupid. Well, this one has two USB, and it has a USB-C. First of all, USB-C is a failed format. Why do you say that, Griff? Because all it can really do is charge your phone. There's supposed to be all these different devices that use USB-C, but there's a USB-C A, B, C, 1, 2, 3, you and me. Nobody knows what USB-C is. You can charge your cell phone on it. That's about all you know about it. How many times have you charged your cell phone on your computer? I've never done it. I rather have 10 degrees cooler on my VR VR uh, M temps <coughs> and my motherboard temps and knowing that I'm getting uh, a better solution for power delivery to my CPU and go on wish and buy a 6 USB 3.0 hub for less than 20 bucks. Are you going to get six more USBs than you do on a on a on the motherboard that I have? No, you'll get two or three. And this has a USB-C if you dying to have one on the motherboard. Doesn't have one on the back IO, but it has one on the motherboard. And it's compatible with the newest Ryzen chips, the BIOS, right out of the box. It has a BIOS flashback button right on the I.O. Scenario. 
And here's where I make a comparison. Okay. Now the, um, yeah, we already did that already. The, the scenario is I've had a 8th gen Intel chip with a 1080 tie NVIDIA card and a 1440p monitor running at 145 hertz on X-Plane 11 and that system as it stood the day that it got hit by lightning in the last tropical storm of the season, the very last one, Well, the one that hit, the very last one that hit, I should say that. And we got hit by four others, I think, that year, last year. But uh, would still push X-Plane 11 the last time I clocked it. which was shortly after the Vulcan update. I was still running the beta update to run Vulcan. I was clocking at 120 frames per second. And that's with a Coronado Cessna Caravan freight version, which was by no means easy on frame rates. Flying over heavily metropolitan areas. 120 frames per second. with all the sliders to the right. Highest anti-lacing you could set it for, everything. Highest quality, everything. So that was from 2017 to 2020. July 2020. What are you trying to say, Griff? 
That's what I'm asking myself. No. So if you get a good rig now, oh, I'll wait two years. I got this rig. I mean, it doesn't run Flight Simulator very well, but I can live with it and I'll get something two years. No, 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 no. The technology that's out right now is a generation jump from the technology that was available when X, when Microsoft Flight Simulator was released. All those demos that they had people, you know, come to the conventions and fly. Remember that was all pre-COVID. Remember that? That was on a 2080 Ti. That's why I say you don't want to do anything less than that. You don't want to do anything less than that. Why'd they have a 2080 Ti? Because anything less than that was going to not be a smooth experience. If they could have a smooth experience on a 2070 or a 2080, those would be the computers they had available. They had 2080 Ti graphics cards in those machines because they wanted people to have a smooth flight experience when they were demoing Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020. If you got a Radeon Sixty seven hundred X. You're going to get it less than what I paid for my graphics card. My build was two. Th you could get theoretically. You get the the eight core chip right now from Ryzen right at BH photo and video. Just put BH Photo in your uh, search engine and it'll come up with the website. I've bought several things from them before. Not on this build, but the last. They were out of stock on everything on this build. They were one of the first places I went to check. They always get stuff before everybody else has it. I don't know why. And they always have it in stock when nobody else does. But this time they let me down. They were out of stock too. Can't blame them for it. And you're running 1080p. So you're going to need a monitor. You're talking about a system that's going to be able to fly Microsoft Flight Simulator because Microsoft. As X-Plane 11 updated, my system only ran it better. As Microsoft Flight Simulator updates, the system is only going to, well, then why not stick with an older? It's never going to catch up to technology that was out 
before the release of the simulator. It's never going to do that. You're not going to have a 2060 card and suddenly because of an update, you're running 70 frames per second on a 1440p monitor. It's never going to happen. It's going to make things better for the technology that's out right now. The technology that comes out two years from now, yeah, it's going to blast it out of the water. It's going to totally cook it. It's going to microwave it. There's no doubt. But that's two years, people. I'm 45 years old. I don't want to wait two years to run my simulator at a level that I can really enjoy it. You're going to be able, with monitor included, you're going to be able to build a system, if you work hard at it, for under $2,000 that's going to run Microsoft Flight Simulator for the next five years. You won't have to think about, worry about, wonder about, calculate about hardware for five years. I will say this about updates within Microsoft Flight Simulator. I will say this, especially when it comes to Ryzen um, Radeon builds because they're going to be making it run better and better and better on Xbox Series X, and we're going to be able to take advantage of that architecture. So I will say this. If you get a 20, uh, a 2070X Radeon card, probably in a year, you're going to be able to run the simulator the way that I'm running it on my system right now. You're going to get between 60 and 80 frames right out of the box, right from the moment you hit the power on your build, whether Newegg builds it or whether you build it. And it's only going to get better from there. That's my scenario. That's why I did what I did. That's why I've been sharing what I've been doing with you guys. And now it comes to a head. The CPUs are now available at MSRP. Newegg's doing the shuffle. Just put your, it's 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time every morning, I believe. Just put your name in. You got to put your name in every day. It's not like you fill it out and then it's there. And you got to be ready to buy it when it becomes available. And that's usually within an hour or two. But if your name comes up in the shuffle, 
No one can buy it out from under you. There's no having it in the shopping cart and then you go to pay for it and it's gone because somebody was faster on their shopping. All of that's over with. If you can buy it within the time allotted, and I don't know what that is. I believe it's somewhere less than two hours. It's yours. If you don't buy it within the two hours, well then you got to start all over again. So that card's going to be probably on new egg. I'm thinking somewhere in the 650 range. That's what I'm thinking. So, 650 plus 550, your CPU and your GPU are done. Get that beautiful case for $75. Get a reliable PSU. Get your motherboard for a hundred and fifty. Don't worry about eleventh gen Intel, it's crap. Don't worry about next generation video cards. Those are not coming. I don't care what people are saying. Why would they come out with the next gen? They're, they can't keep the gen that's out now in stock. That is not a viable business model. Okay, you make widget A. You sell it for 10 bucks. It costs you five bucks to manufacture it, put it out there for sale, advertise it, web space, whatever. It costs you five dollars per unit to come out with widget A. And widget A is ten dollars. That's what you sell it for. So you're making five dollars every time you're selling widget A. And everybody loves widget A. Griffin, make more widget A's, make more widget A's. And I know as soon as I put it out on the market, I know that as soon as I put a hundred of them on the market, I'm going to make $500. It's instant. They're all gone. I put them on the market Monday morning. By Tuesday morning, they're gone. I know that. 
So I decide I'm going to come out with a widget B. It's going to be twice as hard for me to make that because I don't have the system that's set up to make widget B. I have the system that's set up to make widget A. I'll have to re-advertise widget B because people want to buy widget A. They don't know about widget B. I got to make widget B better than widget A. And it's going to cost me after all of that $7 to make a widget A. A widget B, I'm sorry. And to make as much money as I make on widget A, I have to sell that widget B for $14. And I don't know if people would buy that at $14. Why the hell would I do that? Now, if widget A wasn't selling, well, then that's your motivation to do it. Everybody's, everybody bought the widget A's. Nobody wants a widget A anymore. I better come out with a widget B. But if you're selling a widget A instantaneously and you're making double the money on it every time it's out for sale double what you uh, manufacturing cost was what is your motivation to come out with a widget B just to say that you have a better widget out no that's bad business NVIDIA is not going to do that and AMD is not going to do that I guarantee you that all this talk about next generation graphics cards is BS. It's crap. They can't make the current generation graphics cards fast enough. The silicon that it takes to make them is very expensive. For them to make better graphics cards, they're going to have to use more and better silicon, which is going to be even more expensive to manufacture. And to get a profit margin that they're at right now, they're going to have to price them at a price that might not be acceptable within the marketplace. It's a variable. It's an unknown. They're not going to do it. So don't worry about next generation graphics cards. Don't worry about next generation CPUs. The technology that's out right now, it's locked in for a while. Intel's talking about 11th gen because they know they're getting beat up with their 10th gen chips. AMD's laptop sales are higher than ever before. AMD's server technology, which they hardly ever 
had a, a marketplace in is higher than ever before. And their desktop CPU sales are crushing Intel right now. That's why they're talking about the 11th gen's coming. It's coming out before the end of 2021 because they have to. You don't hear AMD talking about that. And the shenanigans that Intel and or NVIDIA are doing Rumors about CPU failures that turn out to be completely false and erroneous. They had to take that off the internet. AMD should sue the living crap out of them. NVIDIA talking about RTX and we invented ray tracing. And if you want ray tracing... <coughs> The only way you're going to buy it is uh, is with an RTX card. That's a that is a lie. I was calling it misinformation. I'm going to call it what it is. It's a lie. We'll use Nvidia's own Technology. I had an NVIDIA 1080 tie that has no RTX on it whatsoever. I have loaded, looked at everything. On the graphics card that I have right now, which is four years newer, and the visuals are just as good. It runs faster. It runs smoother. It's a better experience. But the, the PBR, the scenery... Just as pretty as on my 1080p tie. Or my 1080 tie was just as pretty as what, what I'm seeing on there. So... Enjoy the simulator and grow with the simulator and get a machine. Build a machine that can take advantage of it as quickly as possible. So that you have the longer period of time to be able to enjoy the simulator. Life is short. This year's taught us that big time I had a friend and I hate to get personal and I don't usually on the show but I have a friend 
28 years old, passed away from COVID-related, his COVID-related death. 28 years old. My wife gets the vaccine because she's a teacher tomorrow. He died a week ago. Flight simulation to me is quality of life. It's my hobby. I love to do it. That's why I talk about on this. That's why I'm doing this podcast. It's another way of me enjoying my hobby. So, it's possible to do a bill at a decent price. Let's talk about the unboxing. The box is very nice. Um, it has a blue metallic font. It has a gloss photo uh, of the yoke and, and throttle quadrant. Um, it's, a, it's a large box. The box from Newegg, and I will warn you guys, it was not a box within a box. They slapped the shipping sticker on the store shelf box and sent it. I was a little surprised when I saw that, but when I opened the box... The yoke is completely encapsulated in this kind of uh, cardboard, sort of like uh, cardboard paper material, like uh, what the old milk cart, uh, milk cart, egg cartons used to be. It's almost like a, uh, it looks like it was uh, spray painted in a mold. It was, uh, it was liquid in like a mold and then it hardened in a mold. Thick. And then within that shell, it's in two halves, everything is wrapped completely in plastic. And um, I'm very happy with it. I mean, I, I, it makes me sad that, I, that I've put this down a few times. The quality of it, to me, looks very good. It doesn't look like a cheap piece of junk. And... It is, uh, it's lighter than the CH Eclipse um, because uh, the CH Eclipse had a lot more plastic, I think, to it. This looks cleaner. Um, the, but the handle is uh, good quality, fits in my hand almost perfectly. Um, it... Uh, It has the chronograph that's uh, in the middle of the yoke. Um, it has a metal base plate on it with holes so that you can mount different gear on it. 
Um, it comes with four screws that you're going to mount your mounting plate for the throttle quadrant because you can do it a couple of different variations. Now, um, again, I told you before, and uh, I'll reiterate, this has like the PS2 looking, the old-fashioned IBM keyboard looking, uh, um, not PS2, whatever it was called. <laughs> um, and that's proprietary. So if you try to get a yoke, uh, throttle quadrant that's used, make sure that it's not the throttle quadrant that was sold with the yoke because there's nowhere to hook it up if you were going to pair that with a honeycomb yoke. You got to get the separately sold one, which has the USB connection. One of the things I was shocked to see is that it has a USB hub. So all the talk of USB, I have three more USB slots available to me on the flight yoke itself. So I was very pleasantly surprised to see that. I think the build quality is adequate. I don't think that it's going to compare to the honeycomb yoke, but it, it's not a piece of crap. It's nice. And um, it really mounts onto the desk very easily. And I know it doesn't come with instructions, but you can go on the website uh, and when you go to register your product, um, what I which is what I suggest for any product that you get, I'm a, I'm a big register nerd. I register everything. And uh, as soon as you register the product, it takes you to the page um, where you can get the PDF instructions. Uh, you don't have to register the product to get to that page, by the way. You can get to it separately. But and there it gives you very detailed um, instructions. You have your plus you can hit to, to make it as big as you want to make it. I like online instructions because you don't have to deal with a little pamphlet or whatever. And um, so, yeah, the, there's a little piece of paper that gives you the URL. You go to there. You can register your product should you so choose. The serial number is uh, the stickers right on the flight yoke. It's on the bottom of the flight yoke. So you don't even have to hunt around the box for it. It's right there. And boom. You are ready to go. It has uh, the, the USB that's coming out of the flight yoke. The flight yoke is sort of... Uh, um, trapezoidal in shape, I guess you would call it. And the cord is quite long. I'd say it's, it's at least four feet. So within reason, anywhere on your desk you mount this, it's going to reach your PC with, you know, within, within reason. And the uh, cord that comes out of the throttle quadrant is almost as long. It's not quite as long. 
and um, I have uh, my desk um, has like uh, cubbies on the right, multi-shelf cubbies on the right, and so my flight yoke is going to be there, so it'll be below, right there. Well, it's sort of like where a drawer would be, but it doesn't have a drawer. It's just an open space. So imagine a multi-drawer uh, desk without drawers. It's just like cubbies, just holes, which I'm glad. And I did that on purpose. I made sure that there were no doors, drawers or anything because I knew I was going to mount stuff all over the place eventually. And I think I'm going to get uh, the com uh, a component in the future um, fairly soon. It's uh, around a hundred bucks, and uh, I'm going to add that to it. It's the it's the switch panel that uh, has the landing gear lever and stuff. I think that that's going to be really neat. And of course, I will talk about that when I get it, and we'll unbox it. Um, what's really cool with the way Logitech did it, uh, and Satech did it, is they did not make it prepare. First it was throttle quadrant. Now it's, um, they made it standard. <laughs> I, I stopped the recording and I still couldn't pronounce the word. Um, they made it standard so that you can have a honeycomb yoke and still have a uh, Logitech uh, throttle quadrant because they made it all and they made everything USB, which is really cool. So that you can mix, mix and match your components. And um, I will probably, I don't ever see myself paying $250 for a throttle quadrant. I just don't, especially when the throttle quadrant. Um, and I don't know if you can reverse thrust those. These I know you can set to reverse thrust. They go down and then there's like a, like a, uh, I don't know what you want to talk, like a little, uh, barrier that that you can push down and from that barrier down you can make that reverse thrust watch Huddingson I told you about his channel before he walks you through how to take a throttle quadrant from Logitech and being able to program it to be reverse thrust and I don't even know if you can do that with the honeycomb one you might be able to I just don't know but uh, yeah I'm very happy with the product. I think it's going to work well. I'm going to get it, tweak it and configure it. Tell all you guys about it. Episode five is going to be all about what's happening within the flight simulator. I look forward to doing that show. Probably won't be for a bit. See you guys soon. Wheels up soon.